At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. Three of VSIN Prime Time alongside Jared Smith. I am Tim Murray. Always good to have a little, little perspiration going on this evening. The rack. It'll always be the rack. Never Jersey Mike's Arena. You ever been to Jersey Mike's? Uh, There's the, one by you. The restaurant or the, no, the restaurant. The arena? Yeah, yeah. Like, have you actually had one of their subs before? I have. It's pretty good. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, I've been to the rack as well. That I've also been to. Uh, yes. 2000. I've never been there since they renamed it, though. So technically, I've never been to arena. Spring of 07, something like that. Oh, yeah, that was definitely the rack Big, back then. Big East Showdown, Notre Big Dame Rutgers. Showdown, there yeah, we go. Baby. Yeah, you know. All right, let's bring in a gentleman who knows a thing or two about mid-Atlantic hoops. Mike Calabrese from the Action Network joins us right now. Mike, we're going to get to your plays here in just a moment, but I, I do want to get your perspective and your thoughts on the, quote, biggest game of the night, which is number two Purdue hosting Minnesota and kind of the unique aspect of this game where you've got the best cover team in college basketball, the Gophers, at 20-3 and three ATS, and they're catching 16-and-a-half here in this spot. So a couple people at VEASAN have taken the candy. They, they've been tantalized by the 16-and-a-half. I have not personally played this game. Any thoughts on what to expect tonight in West Lafayette? We're at the point now for Purdue, it's starting to come down to a question of motivation. Like, how much do they want to win these games by? They're comfortably on the one line. And is there any three-point shooting, you know, regression coming potentially for the Boilermakers? That's enough to just move me off this spot, because I think if clearly they play at a neutral site or if they play at Mackey, Purdue's going to run them off the floor. But I think there's enough questions in terms of motivation and also just the kind of game that Minnesota can push them to play that is going to keep my money on the sideline in a spot like this. 
Mike, let's go to the Sun Belt. And uh, you got the Troy Trojans tonight, uh, fresh off of a very Belt. impressive uh, win over Kent State in the prestigious Max Sun Belt Challenge, right? We love that Max Sun Belt Challenge. Nothing says uh, February hoops like quite like that. Um, tonight they get Arkansas State, uh, and you think the Trojans lay in a six-and-a-half decent bet. Well, you mentioned Minnesota. Another team that's been an absolute ATM against the spread is Troy. They're 16-5-1 against the spread. That's second nationally. 10-1-1 against the closing number on their home floor. And the reason for it is their consistency. Haslam Metrics has this incredible stat which measures a team's overall performance consistency across the entirety of their schedule. They're the second most consistent team in the country. And you see it on the other end of the spectrum. A team like Texas A&M can knock off Tennessee and Kentucky, but then somehow lose to Vanderbilt. They're in the bottom 15 of teams nationally in that Haslam metric field. So with that in mind, why has Troy been so consistent throughout the season? Well, one thing that they do that always travels is that they force turnovers. Over 14 per game, that's 41st nationally. They get to the line a lot. I really like that as well. 24 foul shot attempts per game, that's 13th. And then they do their very best work on the offensive glass. They're one of the best in the Sun Belt, snatching up 33.8% of all their offense rebounding opportunities. That's also top 25. So I'll go ahead and lay the six and a half here. I don't think there's any reason to get off the Troy bandwagon at this point. Mike Calabrese is joining us here on VEASAN Primetime. Make sure you catch him on uh, Big Bets on Campus podcast multiple times a week. Our guy Stucky over there uh, giving out great information uh, on that podcast. Also during the uh, football months, he does the, the group of five bet uh, content there, which is, uh, which is great. But let's get to a Power Five conference late night tonight. And this is one, uh, one where I've kind of – I talked myself on both sides here. So I'll be honest, Mike. I'm mad at Colorado. Uh, I thought it was a phenomenal spot for the Buffs, bringing in Arizona, and they got absolutely wiped. I mean, it was awful. It was uh, at least it was one of those things you have to sweat it. You know, it's like, well, this is a loser. Um, so Colorado, I told you about the over to be fair. Colorado tonight <laughs> is laying one and a half at Pauly. UCLA has been playing better, but are they playing better, Mike, or are they a product of who they've played? So how are you looking at tonight with UCLA catching a one and a half at home against the Buffs? Well, let's start with that last question first. According to Bart Torvik, UCLA is rated the 22nd team nationally in the past month. So let's just focus in on the brand of basketball they've been playing. That's, you know, opponent adjusted. 16th in adjusted defensive efficiency. So I think that is something that's sustainable for them. Stefanovic and Bona give them steady play on the interior. And I'm somebody who is a big believer in Sebastian Mack. He's capable of going for 20-plus points. And as I mentioned with Troy, I like teams that can get to the line. Sebastian Mack can absolutely get to the line from his guard position, you know, get between 5 and 10 foul shots. And I think that gives them stability on the offensive end. And as it relates to Colorado, let the hate flow through you. This is a Buffs team. You want to fade them on the road. They're 9-5 against the spread in Boulder, 1-6 against the spread on the road. So this is the spot to go away from the Buffs. Bet in the Ivy League tomorrow, Mike? You got Yale on the card? What's the vibe in the Ivy? I love the Ivy, this, the Friday, Saturday, you know, the, those dual games. It always makes for a very intriguing Play handicap. Lay in six against Woo. UPenn. Another team that's very consistent. I have no problem laying the six year. They beat Penn going away, controlled the entire game earlier in the month, one by 16. And they did it because Yale is really big for an Ivy, really big for a mid-major in general. They're 25th nationally in height. 
And that is translated to them being the sixth best defensive rebounding team in terms of percentage in the entire country. They rarely turn it over, fewer than 10 giveaways per game, and they don't foul their opponents. That doesn't leave a lot of outs for a Penn team that's going to be outmanned in this game, and they're going to have real issues checking Danny Wolf on the interior. Yale's seven-footer is playing his best basketball of his career. He's got three straight 20-10 and 10 double-doubles. Let's make it four, lay the points with the Bulldogs. All right, Yale laying six right now at DraftKings. It's a juice six, but the hooks are starting to show up. So uh, Yale laying six tomorrow. Uh, tonight, Troy, six and a half, and then UCLA catching one and a half at home. Mike Calabrese from the Action Network. Big bets on campus joining us here on VSIN Primetime. Uh, before we get to kind of more big picture thoughts, um, if you look at Ken Palm projection, it looks like, uh, Marquette will probably be around six or seven point dog at UConn. Phenomenal game, three o'clock Eastern on Saturday. I'm sure you guys will go in depth on this on the pod, but just kind of an early feel on UConn Marquette in this spot, knowing that the line is probably going to be in that seven ish range for the Huskies. Immediately, from my perspective, I have respect for Shaka Smart. He has been such a good underdog, particularly on the road during his career. But I think the only way that Marquette can hang in this game is they have to speed up the tempo, even outside of their own comfort zone. Because once UConn settles in to their half-court defense, they're just not going to crack them. The Huskies are six nationally in two-point percentage defense. So inside of the arc in the half-court, you're not going to get good looks. They're going to keep Marquette off the offensive glass. So what does that mean? Speeding themselves up, allowing Kolick to facilitate in transition is the way for Marquette to stay close in this game. They're 19th nationally with almost 15 fast break, fast break points per game. And I think that's going to translate to an over. If I can get this below, let's say 149, I'm going to go for an over. Also, if Marquette comes out hot, buries their first two or three three-point attempts, I think a live number on UConn closer to the, you know, let's call it the edge of one possession, minus three, minus four in a live spot. I have that circled as well. But it's difficult right now with, with the way that Kolick is playing in his last four games, 26 points, nine assists, seven rebounds per game. It's difficult to fade him, but I would do it at the right number. Tyler Kolick, man, is uh, is a lot of fun Special to watch. Special player. Is, uh, he is a lot of fun to watch. Marquette, uh, riding what an eight-game winning streak heading into this game. UConn Doc is a dog, baby. UConn is riding a 13-game winning streak. All right, Mike, let's look more big picture here while we have you for about a minute or two before we let you run. Uh, final four markets are up. DraftKings is uh, the one that I'm looking at. Who's a team that you think uh, that that could make a run? And I know, look, once here we are, football ended on Sunday. People want to know who's this year's Florida Atlantic. I don't want to go low-hanging fruit, but who is a team in double digits or so that you do think could make a, a run come March? Well, you guys caught me at a good time. We just finished recording the Big Bets on Campus podcast for tonight. We threw around our futures portfolio. We bring a different one to the table, all three of us. And we had two on the table that were 28-1 to 1 to crash the Final Four. Colorado State and Clemson. And I got to say, Clemson, to me, has already demonstrated the ceiling with P.J. Hall on the perimeter, if they can get a little bit better from three-point range, and they showed it in the non-conference you know, portion of their schedule. They were red hot from three-point range. Now they've gone ice cold. When they're somewhere in the middle, they're capable of beating just about any team in the country, as was evident against North Carolina. They should have won that game against Duke. That got taken from them. And then on the Colorado State side of things, I just view this as way too generous of a number for a team that Bracket Matrix currently slots as a six seed. They got Utah State, New Mexico on the road, Nevada in three of their next four. They go two and one there. I feel confident that they're going to land in that six to seven seed spot. And in terms of March Madness, it's guard heavy. It's guard dependent. 
I got one of the best facilitators in all college basketball. Isaiah Stevens makes this offense go. It's the reason why they're second nationally in assist to turnover ratio and third in assist to made field goal ratio. So I view this as a team that not only has a high offensive ceiling, but does not rely on the three-point shot. Nothing is worse than taking a flyer on a team to make a deep run in March Madness, and then they go five for 28 from three-point range. They're 177th in three-point attempts per game. So Medved's offense finds a way to score in the 70s and 80s every night without just getting 10 to 15 threes to drop. All right, a couple long-shot bombs there to make the Final Four north of 25 to 1. Uh, we love the Mountain West here on this uh, on this program. Mountain Whisperer. New Mexico's 18 to 1. I love their guards. Their size scares the crap out of me. Can we trust them come tournament time? They're around 18 to 1, Mike, to make a run to the Final Four. I like New Mexico a lot. Unfortunately, they don't get to play the tournament at the pit. I know. And it <laughs> that has would be been nice. a very long time <laughs> nice. since they put together a run outside of Mountain West tournament play. Like when it gets to March Madness, this is a team that's melted many times. I'm not sure they're going to get out of the first weekend. But I will say, in terms of just purely their starting five, you can make an argument this is a top 10, you know, starting lineup in the entire country. But when you get into their depth a little bit, if they get any foul trouble with Toppin or Nelly Jr. Joseph, I think that could spell an early exit for the Lobos. I mean, 1983, we were allowed to play the damn championship at the pit. Why can't we do it in 2024? Was that the NC State? That was NC State, yeah. yeah, when they won it there. Hey, Mike, great stuff, man. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to listening to the pod tomorrow. Thanks for having me, guys. Big Bets on Campus, the Good podcast stuff. wherever you get your podcast. Couple Caitlin plays. Clark, by the way. She just broke the record All right, on a 40-foot shot. Well, maybe Caitlin Clark can go play for Rutgers. We, need, we just on, had an Gers. intentional foul on Rutgers We're just that up. really uh, screwed us up here. It is V-CIN primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. been busy with football so have we but we've got vcin experts just released our free yeah that's right nba at the break at the break excuse me betting primer 
Get the free guide today and bet smarter. Futures bets to make right now. Each Eastern and Western Conference analysis, plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Visit vsin.com slash guide to get your free copy today. vsin.com slash guide. Alongside Jared Smith, I am Tim Murray. It is vsin primetime. Jared alluded to it uh, as we headed to break, but uh, Caitlin Clark has indeed broken the NCAA women's college basketball record for most points scored. And she did it on a three from the logo. I mean, she from like, I from like the aims basically. And they playing in Iowa city. Yeah, it was uh, an impressive shot. Needless to say. And she did it in the, it was on brand in the first quarter, scored the first, I believe eight points of the game for Iowa. Uh, So uh, the record broken by Caitlin Clark tonight. I respect that. Get it out of the way. I'm sure it was a distraction all week, right? They say that those record home runs. Oh yeah. It's like because you keep getting, keep getting asked about it and asked about it. She's like, let me just get this over with, and then we can focus on the game. Surpassing Kelsey Plum, three thousand five hundred twenty-eight points. Las Vegas Aces, right? I'm mad right now because I'm looking up and North Texas is up fourteen on Memphis. Uh, Did you bet Memphis? No, I didn't bet the game. Uh, Why are you mad? I thought about betting North Texas. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries, but Memphis. Is a I think team. Jim talked us off this game. Yeah, rightfully so. 18-4 is a lot of variance in the first six minutes. Yeah, so we will see. Uh, but uh, early, early lead for North Texas in that one. Uh, thanks to Mike Calabrese, couple plays that he likes. Troy uh, laying six and a half. That game starting bottom of the hour. He likes UCLA at home as a slight dog against Colorado. And then tomorrow, as he's going to the Ivy League tomorrow, he's laying six at DraftKings with Yale against UPenn. Tomorrow night, late night, Mountain West action, baby. San Diego State, New Mexico. I saw that game pop up. Do we have any early thoughts there, Mr. Mountain Whisper? Uh, no. I didn't see what the regression people liked. Yeah. Take a look. Decent-sized line there, but home. What do you think? quality is going to put up there Let's um put a little refresh here and see what we got well san diego state coming off of a, a nice a monstrous second half right outscoring uh mm. 41 to 11 so you have tie game 76 all that's what the shot quality projection is I so that means they like new mexico new mexico would be a look at on the roadie half. what do you think there i would look a little bit towards new mexico sure. uh in that spot um, but home court has been massive. Uh, you look at San Diego State, what they did to Colorado State uh, just a little bit ago. There is yeah. the revenge angle. Uh, New Mexico stomped them uh, 88 to 70 earlier this season. But mm. uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. That game tips off uh, late night game uh, there, 10 o'clock Eastern, New Mexico and San Diego State. Uh, once again, just keeping a look at the line. Uh, looks like 14 is the consensus right now for Milwaukee and Memphis. On the NBA hardwood, that game starting bottom of the hour. Golden State laying two on the road at Utah. And then Minnesota and Portland, uh, the Timberwolves are laying, we'll call it nine and a half against Portland. So a little bit of Portland dog money coming in. Uh, To note, right, last game before the break. So gets a little funky. Yeah, are are some of these teams kind of checked out? Milwaukee's coming off of a, a really bad loss. So. We've seen the market back them a bunch here uh, in this spot. Probably the, some variance tonight. It's a really have, good point, actually, about the last day before the break. The Bucks can be a bit of a bully, right? Like, 
They're not a great cover team, but they've had some big blowout wins. I wouldn't focus on. Honestly, you just nailed it. Day before the break, I wouldn't lay anything. Yeah. I, I would look to, to look for the underdogs, the teams that are hungry. The teams that are veteran-laden teams, they are halfway to Cancun by now, mentally. If they're not going to the all – where's the All-Star game this year? I don't even know. Uh – Indianapolis, Indianapolis, yeah. So they're you. so they're halfway to anywhere besides Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, Come on, Rutgers. Yeah, we got our we got our eyes set on uh, on what's going on Ugh. in Piscataway right now. We 50, got a foul. We're okay here. We got a foul. I think it was on. It was on Rutgers on the on, on the rebound. Yeah. Bottom of the hour, we're going to head to Washington D.C. Talk to Ben Standing, who covers the Commanders for. Uh, the Athletic. Curious his thoughts on the team. And a uh, very busy day. Very busy day for things that have gone on. Um, NFL Nugget today, Geno Smith, uh, his contract became, uh, I believe, guaranteed today. Yeah. So he will 12 get $12.7 million, uh, becomes fully guaranteed tomorrow. So uh, now, what do you make of, of Seattle moving forward? We've got Mike McDonald headed there. Yep. Uh, Ryan Grubb. Yep. Heads in as the offensive coordinator. Didn't he bring a, a offensive line coach yeah. from from Washington then, and now uh, so it's back kind of a makeshift staff Northwest. there. Year one, kind of a quilt. Yep, a mosaic staff putting together. I like the hire of Mike McDonald. Um, Me too. I thought he did a really, really damn good job in Baltimore. Um, and you know, for he was like the coordinator, hot button guy, other than of, ben Johnson. on the defensive yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, Ben Johnson was the hot offensive yep. co- coordinator, and I would say Mike McDonald was, for the most part, uh, the the hot commodity there on the defensive side. I, I, I honestly, I don't know what to make of uh, of Seattle this year. Gino technically was a Pro Bowler this year. You know, up and down type of season there for. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, ultimately led to to Pete Carroll's dismissal uh, as their head coach, right, or reassigning, however you want to look at it. He was fired. Um, I <laughs> That's do like when you quit before you get fired, right? Yeah. I do. I do like Ryan. You can't fire me. I quit. Right. I do like Ryan Grubb me too. as an offensive but coordinator. But first year in the NFL, yep. after you said no, after you said yes to well, your Alabama. former boss, Alabama, yep. to go with Kalen DeBoer, and then all of a sudden you change courses you bring another guy with you and now i mean i i again i, I would say mosaic e is kind of how i feel like i think seattle's in a rebuilding year where they're trying to maybe retool is the better word but you're retooling after you lose both coordinators right you lose offense and defense waldron's in chicago and and clint hurt's gone too yep. you lose both coordinators you lose the head coach that basically took the franchise from the dregs to the top I think this is a tough year to really analyze, hey, there's a lot of upside in Seattle. Like, that's a that's a tough sell. There's a lot of moving parts there. I think they probably realize, well, Geno's better than maybe half the quarterbacks in, that are starting in the NFL. $12 million's not a huge price tag for one of those guys. I feel like this is kind of just kicking the can down the road. Well, and for Seattle, right, they're going to be picking, where are they picking? 16th. So yeah. this is not a year for them. To reload with a quarterback, unless right. someone are drops. You, are you going to trade up? What are you going to do could. there? Do they, I don't know what their cap situation is And they is could like. also, I mean, depending on what Ryan Grubb thinks, here's the interesting aspect. Michael Penix is probably going to be a second-round pick. That is 
arguably Mi the most intriguing part of it. So all. does Michael Penix, if he drops, I don't. They won't spend a 16th overall pick, in my oh. opinion, on Michael Penix. But if he starts to drop, Ryan Grubb also got to see. Bo Nix very up close and personal. Does he drop? And Gino's on like a one-year, like this is a one-year right. thing. So you bring in a guy that's maybe a project, you know, so to say, and then you you let him sit under Gino for a year. I bet you if I if I looked it up right now, I don't know if they have the exact the draft markets. quarterback. No, uh, to, to look at where Michael Penix would go. Seattle? Yeah. I That'd think be that, an interesting one. Yeah. Um, just because now. I think Seattle to draft a quarterback in the first three or four rounds would be a draft I would take. I remember I bet that with the Patriots a couple years ago, and Belichick did what Belichick did, which is trade back and put his dog on the camera and, and then take a special teams guy and then draft a kicker in the fifth round and didn't take a quarterback. Have fun with that, Mac Jones and Cam Newton. But I, I think Seattle, to take a kicker at some point in the first four rounds, those numbers will become available. Yeah, to take a quarterback in the first <laughs> four rounds. Kicker, take, kicker some, would be a hell of a bet. That would be one heck of a bet. That would be a bet. That is an interesting one. Because I, I like your... I, I the, the the angle of them to kind of reload this year, it makes sense to get a cheap quarterback on the roster, right? The backup's Drew Locke. Bo Nix to go to Seattle's 18 to 1. Uh, I don't love the individuals enough no. as much as I do Seattle to draft a quarterback in the first four rounds. And like at that number, this I'd be interested. Shouldn't come as a sh surprise. Note, has the lead. Noting where he played collegiately. Now that the offensive coordinator there, Seattle is the favorite to land Michael Penix at three to one. He will not go at 16, though. I would. I am oh, pretty shot. confident in saying that he will not be. I think McCarthy at 16 would be like, hey, great job, J.J. That would be an I think, upside bet. I think J.J. McCarthy, with all the buzz and the intangibles, kind of the unmolded clay type of va feel like a Josh Allen, um, you know, when he was coming out of Wyoming. Uh, went, what, 10, little 11? Jordan Love-ish. Uh, I think went seven. Seven. Uh, Jordan Love he went, went end late, of the first late round, first yeah. round to, uh, to Green Bay. I think there's that intri Upside. intrigue regarding J.J. Yeah. McCarthy. If you could find fourth quarterback selected markets, I think J.J. McCarthy. Well, let's see. what. Hey, they're going to give us a number on too. what his draft position is. We'll see what the, the books post. What will the Washington Commanders do? Will they trade up to go get hometown hero Caleb Williams? Or do they stand pat and draft Jaden Daniels? We'll find out next. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdown on every game. Visit slash pro to subscribe today. slash pro. Quick update before we get to our guest, Ben Standig, on a couple of our bets that are in the hopper. Uh, Rutgers took them at the breakdown seven plus three and a half for the game. Has uh, now a five-point lead with 340 to go. Don't blow this. So the Gers on a 12-0 run there at the rack. Uh, my favorite play, my lone play of the evening was East Carolina at home taking on Wichita State. 519 to go in that one and uh, East Carolina with an 11 point lead so oh, yeah 
the Pirates can uh, bring that one home for us. Your bet, Grand Canyon. Still to come. Boring. Correct. Laying 19 against Utah Tech. 19 and a half. I got 18 and a half. Doesn't really matter. They're going to win by 30. All right. So go, go, uh, go Lopes later yeah, on. I, I like uh, betting tonight. that team at home. Maybe first half is a more right respectable number. But I, I, at this stage of the season, I see a big favorite that I know needs some style points. And the regression data agrees. I just fire. All right. Go Lopes. Go Lopes. That is uh, still to come this evening. 9 o'clock Eastern tip-off in Phoenix. All right. Earlier today in Washington, D.C., once again, to be technical about it, Ashburn, Virginia, uh, the commanders introduced their new offensive coordinator, handsome Cliff Kingsbury, and Joe Witt as their new defensive coordinator, a man who was there covering all things commanders from the athletic. Good friend of mine, Ben Standing, joins us right now. Uh, ben, before we get to just the the intro pressers today, I, I find Washington is one of the more fascinating teams this offseason, not just because of that's where I'm from, but you've got the number two pick, new owner, is he going to be aggressive I'm sure you'll get asked this a million times over the next two months, and you tweeted something about it. There's a connection, obviously, with Cliff Kingsbury and Caleb Williams we all know about. There's also a connection with Cliff King, uh, with Caleb Williams to the D.C. area, being from Bowie, Maryland, and going to Gonzaga College High School in D.C. And then Bobby Ingram, the wide receivers coach who was retained, also his son played uh, growing up with Caleb Williams. So it's so early in the process but if you had a gut feel right now, do you think the commanders kicked the tires on a trade up to one? Um, you know, I think the way this group has operated, and first, and again, thanks for having me on. Uh, the way this group has operated, like with the coaching search and everything, like they're they're pretty deliberate. You know, the jo- Josh Harris, the owner, he you know he owns the 76ers and the Devils. Like he's not new to being an owner, but he's new to the NFL, so. I imagine he's going to, you know, they're uh, under his watch. Not that he's like involved per se with, with the, who they're going to pick, but I imagine they're going to take a deliberate approach and consider everything. So logically, of course, you're going to have to debate, hey, would we want to move up for Caleb Williams, especially if through their scouting and you know the combines coming up and assuming they'll have a one-on-one with him, you know, he he passes every test they have. They got to consider it. The wonder will be. How much better do they think he is versus Jaden Daniels, Drake May, or another possibility? Uh, I think that's the question. And, you know, for a team that, as we know, they are basically a blank slate. I mean, you know, they have the number two pick for a reason. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of holes to fill. And, and you know, Josh Harris is the guy that greenlit the process with, with the 76ers, which isn't to say I think they're going to take 12 years to – be good it is to say i don't you know his age track record suggests he's not necessarily going to look to move up um and trade away picks when he's trying to build this thing you know from the bottom up so i think they definitely look at it but you know also the bears i mean are they trading the pick i, right. I kind of think they're not going to right yeah that's i mean that's the big discussion right now we what, were having it a little bit what do the bears do cleared a bunch of cap space today yeah. ben standing from the athletic joining us here on visa and prime time uh let's get to the hiring of cliff kingsbury what did you make of this move uh, initially it looked like cliff kingsbury would be headed to las vegas uh in the last minute there he, he pulled out and then ultimately landed there with washington to be dan quinn's offensive coordinator what's kind of been from the folks that you've talked to uh the thought of that 
that hiring? And, and ultimately, does that lean more towards, okay, if it's not Caleb Williams, would it be a lean more towards Jaden Daniels? Or is it another way too early to tell situation? Yeah, I, you know, to answer the second part first, it is still probably too early. Like, even like, you know, they just announced their full staff today. Uh, Anthony Lynn, the former Chargers head coach who is with San Fran this year, is joining the staff. And when we asked Kingsbury about what Lynn will provide beyond the platitudes of he's a great coach, he's like, yeah, we, we still have to figure that out. So if they're still trying to figure out, like, what their staff's going to look like, I imagine they're still. You know, they haven't had the deep dive discussion among all the principals, a new GM, a new head coach, a new OC, about exactly what they're going to do. But, yes, Kingsbury, obviously, you, you, you bring him in, you have to at least ask the question, are you doing it because he was with Caleb Williams this past year at USC? Um, as for the Kingsbury hire itself, Eh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a little mixed bag. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying me personally. I just mean, like, it's a bit of a mixed bag reaction. You know, he's sort of a cool, you know, he's got one of these cool uh, concept guys. You know, the air raid, he played under Mike Leach. He, he he ran that at Texas Tech. He had Patrick Mahomes there. He had Kyler Murray with the Cardinals. And, like, there's some good things. But, you know, his overall record as a head coach was kind of mixed. He, you know, the, the Cardinals offense never finished higher than 11, if I want to say, in yards. So it's it's interesting, but it's not like, they're, you know, he, he he's not a blank slate the way, say, a Ben Johnson would be as a head coach. But simultaneously, um, the record is, you know, eh, all right, I guess. I mean, so, look, as you know, Tim, everybody here is thrilled with anything that wasn't related to Dan Snyder. So, Everyone, I think for the most part, people are willing to give the benefit of the doubt. And, well, you know, Kingsbury, self, sorry, he, he said himself today that because he doesn't have the head coaching duties, he can just focus on offense, and maybe that does something different for him. He can just do that and not worry about all the other responsibilities, and maybe that helps uh, smooth things out for him. Well, and that's the funny thing, guys, as we're talking to Ben Standing, Tim Murray, Jared Smith with you here on Prime Primetime, is you mentioned – Washington, they'd be happy with anything not associated with Dan Snyder. Probably right. I disagree, though, oh. Ben, because everything that I was gathering last week was maybe before the press conference, and maybe things have changed since Dan Quinn, you know, talked for an hour plus to the media. <laughs> but there was a lot of disappointment of, oh, we got the the fourth option. You know, I, I thought, to your point, you could have shined up, you know, uh, a dog poop on the ground and put it up there, and they would have been happy about it. But they weren't happy about, at least initially, about Dan Quinn. So let's jump right into there. You know, this is a, a bad football team. Four wins just a year ago. What do you make of the Dan Quinn hiring? And is this a, a an immediate impact type of coach, in your opinion? Yeah, I think that one, like a lot of the people who, I mean, look, there are people who just don't want to quote unquote retread, right? They, you know, for several weeks, you know, the commanders have been pretty buttoned up throughout their various processes. They're not saying much. And yet this idea that Ben Johnson was definitively their guy, I think just got, it, was, it got out there and there was no other, again, because they were buttoned up, there was no other real reaction to it. Like there was no other names being mentioned to that degree. And, you know, I think people were, you know, too – they weren't being sold a bill of goods by the team, but by the rumor mill. And then so the, to go from Ben Johnson, the, you know, the hypothetical next Sean McVay to a guy whose profile is similar to the coach they just got rid of, you know, I think that let, let people down. Um, that said, look, Dan Quinn, 
I understand 28 to three happened, but taking that land into a Super Bowl is no small feat. Um, he is, I, I have, you know, everybody seems to love him, the person, uh, the, the, the energy he provides, you know, I think the overall staff, you know, we'll see who knows, but I think the overall staff has gotten some good marks from people. So I don't think it's a bad move at all. I just think so much of the controversy was about, or, or the disappointment was, I'm going to get this really, 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 you know, it's basically like you're saying like you're going to get an Xbox and instead you get, uh, I don't know, some toy from the nineties. That's like, you <laughs> know, oh. all right, well, this is good, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know, like, man. It's, it's, X Men nine from nineteen ninety seven is coming back out on. I thought uh, you didn't like superheroes. Disney Plus, yeah, you know the, the X Men show was pretty cool. I used was to, used to watch honestly that. to get the trailer of EA Sports NCAA football and an <laughs> X Men back to back today. I felt like I was back in high school. It was like a day for the kids born <laughs> in the nineties. Hey Ben, inner child. Uh, always appreciate it, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it was. Uh, by the way, Ben Standig, we will have on a lot. One of the best mock drafters out there. Huddle Report is the website that ranks all the mock drafters. He's been uh, a Huddle Report champ last couple of times. We got ourselves a game. I'm sweating right now. Boo Booey at the free throw line right now. The Gers leading by three, 61 to 58. 50 seconds to go in Piscataway. Come on, Rutgers. Quite the game uh, brewing there. We will wrap things up, put a bow on as many things as we can, and then we'll hand it off to VSIN tonight. Jared Smith, Tim Murray, come on, Gers, finish this one out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit five bucks and get a no sweat bet up to one hundred one thousand dollars, not one hundred one thousand dollars in bonus bets. If that first bet loses, download the app, use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N. When you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. 
Wrapping things up here on VSIN Prime Time. It's been a fun night of sweats here. Uh, yeah. Rutgers, um, we've got uh, we got them in some money line parlays. It, there is spread implications. I was going to say spread drama here, frankly. Very because much so. This game closed four. And a, uh, closed it closed four. four. I saw three and a half at South Point. Yeah. So you play the foul game. I mean, there's a chance Rutgers could get to four, but I don't think they get to five. I don't think they can win this by five. Unless so, there's a turnover. Rutgers or has the ball down three. They have to foul. Or excuse me, Northwestern has the ball down three, and they just called another timeout. So I mean, four and a half seconds to go. The Rutgers, four and a half seconds Rutgers was down history. seven at halftime. Took a little in-game plus three and a half. Good bet by you. It was a good bet. Now it's the revisionist history of should have bet the money. Should have bet the money. Yeah, line. but to be fair, I did we, say bet the money line, but we already had the money line. Yeah, I already had it in some money line parlays. I, I thought that was a good time to bet it, too, because it seemed like the half is when Rutgers, like th this game changed at the half. Like they kind of ski, and then Northwestern obviously without two of their top three scores. Yeah, they the were. Boo Booey show eventually. Uh, they kind of doubled him and got the ball out of his hands. I guess. Yeah, Bowie. Uh... He is, uh, he's not a fun person to bet against, uh, no. especially when he's at home. Are they a dangerous team in the tournament because of their style and because of the fact that they have experience? Yeah, I mean, right now... The Big Ten is... I don't know how I feel about the Big Ten this year. North there's West, not that, like, other than Purdue, there's not that, like, other team that, like, eh, maybe they can make a run. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin's fallen off yeah, a little bit here. They um, have. Northwestern, this would be... Uh, a, a, a nice a, win if they this can come is a back, quad or... one loss yeah. for Northwestern. They're right now per bracket matrix on the nine line, um, and they are not. They fouled him. Was he shooting? No, they just by three. Wow, there you go. Looked like a lot of contact there. I don't know what. By the way, I, I know it's hard. We try not to do the play-by-play -play game here on the air. So final play of the game. I am a massive proponent now of fouling 100%. up three. You Especially cannot under five seconds. You cannot lose the game fouling up three. And when you've got someone as good as Boo Booey, who I think clearly got fouled. 100%. Britain, Britain, back there, are you getting a clear look at that? It looks like he got smacked on the arm. Yeah, so I think Rutgers got away with one there. They did. But the funny thing was, uh, Jared, as we watched that game, and you and I were screaming, foul him, foul him, it looked like they were trying to foul him, but didn't get the call. They struggle with those plays. Certain teams coach it better than others. Certain coaches are more, you know, I would say a proponent of it than others. But if you just want to talk about brass tacks, if you foul, the team has to then make two free throws. Then they have to get a steal, if not foul. Then the ball goes to the all the way other end of the floor. You can't advance in college. Like the amount of things that you have to do to get back even if you foul compared to just hitting one shot to three to tie. I don't understand why you would ever not foul. It makes zero in the NBA. It's different. You can advance right. on a timeout, different set of circumstances in college. It's like, what are you doing? And we've seen it so many times. And especially when you've got, when you're facing a guy like boo Booey of Northwestern, who Hot. can get nuclear, yeah. Um, and is having one of those days, yeah. despite the fact that the entire team is not playing for Northwestern just, tonight, basically. Just send them to the free throw line. 100%. Uh, East Carolina home, so that's a, a nice winner. That uh, was a solid bet. That so was a pick em, that one by double digit. East Carolina won by uh, 13, so uh, it's always good to wrap up the show with the winner. So I debate whether or not I like the sweats on air. Um, Makes for better content. I like them when they win. 
Uh, that That's for sure. Uh, a little bit better there. So uh, East Carolina home, Jared on Grand Canyon. That's game still to tip coming up top of the hour. Charlotte's uh, going to get home, too. They're up seven with three minutes left. I mean, I think they're going to get home. Mike Calabri is earlier in the show liked uh, UCLA tonight. Uh, that game also about to tip top of the hour. They're catching one and a half at home. So uh, another play there if you want a late night sweat. You've got Grand Canyon minus 19 and a half. Jared. I like his look on the over in the UConn Marquette game, too. Yeah. I thought that, you know, I hate to look ahead to games that don't have lines yet, but that's going to be a very heavily bet game. And the totals sometimes are overlooked. Yeah, it'll no be, pun intended. I mean, on the over. When you look at Ken Palm and his projection of 147, probably will be yeah. a little bit skewed, maybe towards the over, 148 or something like that. But uh, those totals, especially when they open, I always say this there are certain smaller shops here in town. You don't get this as much in the bigger boxes. They just, the numbers are just, they're not shaded. They just open the numbers and then they let the market shade for them. And if you get to them at the right time, you have a window. All right, let's uh, let's put a bow on uh, on this evening as uh, we've kind of gone all over the place a little bit uh, with uh, with a handful of things. By the way, Caitlin Clark, not a surprise, but uh, did get it done. Got that broke, out of the way early. Broke the record, uh, all time leading scorer in uh, women's college basketball history. So she gets that one into the record books. Uh, one that I'm curious about, uh, just kind of uh, not totally off the radar, but we talked about this team. And I didn't bet him just because the opponent I didn't trust. But another situation tonight, guys, Florida Atlantic overvalued. They were laying 20 against Temple. They're up single digits with six minutes to go. I don't know if they're a fade in the NCAA tournament because, look, they beat Arizona on a neutral earlier this year. But what we're seeing continues to be true. Based off of the numbers that are out there, they are a team that the betting market's going to bet based off of Ken Palm and Torvik and things like that, the human element of them having the bullseye on their back. Secondly, I don't know if they're bored, but like it just seemed... But they were so good last year. And look... It's inevitable. They're still a top 25 team. Of course. But tonight, they're in a dogfight. The Temple. Uh, maybe not dogfight, but they're... they're According to the spread, they're in a dogfight. They're only up single digits. So I didn't bet it tonight, but you think back, they were... Jared, I looked it up because they ultimately covered against Wichita State, <laughs> a game where they were laying seven and a half and won in overtime by 14. But they're going to be three and nine ATS in AAC play. Yeah, so, that's not good. And, and I think they're they're one of the few teams where you could legitimately use the we bet numbers, not teams excuse. And you just have to look the other way with all of the excitement because they clearly are overvalued. I mean, it's it, it. There's no well, hey, they might be overvalued. Let's keep an eye on this. Like no, like they have been overvalued all season. I think frankly, it's more the bullseye than anything else. Circle this game though. On Saturday, or excuse me, on yeah, on Sunday, I beg your pardon. They're at South Florida, who's currently in first place. And that's a in-state rivalry game. So And it is a big rivalry game, recruiting was. If I had to guess, South Florida's gonna be a public dog. That that game where it's a pretty short line, that one might be where I'm a little uneasy 
Yeah, we just don't want to lay big numbers with FAU. Right, well, yeah, like, no. like, 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 we still view them as a team that when they manage up, they're going to give you a good performance. They're not a rollover mid-major team. They are a competitive team. But they have now gotten to the point, as you like to say, over their skis. Yeah. And that is clearly the case with the Owls. Hoot, they're, hoot though. They're on, yeah, they're on their way. Hey, man, made a lot of money uh, going last year 100%. all the way to the Final Four even though Memphis would have made me more money if they had won that game. I did have, I remember that was one of our disagreements early on. I remember I really liked FAU there, and you were, you were high on the Memphis train. Well, I had them I think, 20 to, the to 1 four. to go to the Final yeah. Four, and lo and behold, the team that beat them went to the Final yep. Four. But we were able to get some value there on FAU. Uh, underway, by the way, in West Lafayette, Purdue up 16 to 8. Uh, that one uh, midway through, or not midway, 14 minutes to go in, uh, in the first half. So we'll see if uh, the Gophers who are catching 16 and a half can continue their cover train, uh, which has been phenomenal. 20 and three ATS so far this season. Uh, news and notes from the NFL, just to, to wrap things up here uh, tonight. Um, Bra- uh, Brandon Staley reportedly uh, could be headed to San Francisco. Uh, Geno Smith guaranteed deal. He is back next year in Seattle, staying out in that portion their former quarterback russell wilson gonna be interested to see where russell wilson lands we had some odds we didn't get to him tonight jared of where russell wilson could take his first snaps pittsburgh is actually the favorite there so that could be uh that'll be an interesting discussion no doubt uh as uh, as the year our offseason goes on. And then uh, real quickly, just a quick update from the Genesis. One round in the book. Cashier Patrick Cantlay, round one leader. Oh, we got to bet some first-round leaders soon. When we get to the Masters, you'll bet the Masters. You're pretty oh, yeah. heavily, right? You're, yeah. you're a I threw a little guy. bit on uh, – I'm a tail of my guy, Steve Sands, uh, Cam Young. On Cam Young. Not so well. Uh, but Tiger Woods shot a one over 72. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, coming up next, Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. For Jared Smith, I'm Tim Murray. This has been Prime Primetime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.